Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's BudPod147. Uh, 147. Uh, come for... Come over to my house and we'll watch Lucky Number 11. Do you remember <laughs> that movie? Whoa, what a blast from the past. That movie was one of the arbitrarily selected movies to be popular in my year at school. Oh, maybe we've had this conversation. I think so. We've we've talked about we've talked about the movie before a long time ago in some capacity, but But I think was... I remember you saying it was also like one of those movies that gets passed around the boys at a boarding school. Yes, yeah. And it's sort of vaguely actiony and there's kind of gangstery Good twist. Yeah, very there's good a twist. twist. There's a twist. There's the lovely Lucy Liu. Yes, it, it's it's got everything a a, a blossoming boy needs. <laughs> blossoming indeed. Um, apologies for any traffic noises that anyone picked up there. Uh, my, I, I live on a dead end uh, road, Phil, which isn't a song I'm about to sing. It's just true. But, well, maybe um, this road needs to get off his ass, stop smoking weed, and do something with its life. Get a job, road. <laughs> um, it just lies there all day. <laughs> it's a dead-end road, but that doesn't stop random uh, motorbike people and people in ugly cars from driving down it at incredible speeds. Uh, the ugly cars are... You know what, actually? Ugly cars are a scourge of Britain. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when, did, did you have this sh- shock when you moved to the UK of how ugly the, and small the cars were? Um, they're definitely, uh, I think we're both from countries that have much more of a kind of wide American car highway sort of vibe to them. A lot more sort of, yeah, there's a lot more like Land Rover style vehicles where we're from because they're occasionally necessary because yeah. the roads do flood. Yeah, a lot of the cars, especially in any town in the UK, are like little bars of soap were covered in dust. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were so, I was astonished how ugly uh, British cars were. And not, not like British-made cars, like cars that British people buy and drive. Yeah, and I've always, I think that's always been between a barrier between me and the car culture here. Whereas you and I both know people, especially comedians, who are sort of car people in quite a practical way mostly, but they still know a lot about cars. But to me, if you're going to be a car person, you want one of those like square fronted American muscle cars or like uh, Italian mm. for like a special looking car. But they, like I've seen, watching someone rhapsodize about a car that looks like a kind of smooth shoe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without a heel. Yeah. Just a big smooth shoe. I, I, and they're like, look at that. Me, and you go, well, it looks like a shoe. Yeah. It's so awful. It's so baffling when I moved to the UK as... You know, as a 17-year-old, and you're in the midst of, like, car obsession. <laughs> Even if you don't really give a shit about cars, because you're on that precipice of adulthood where you, you, are, you are allowed to get a driver's license, yeah. you, you, for a year, you, are, you become obsessed with cars. And boys would talk about their cars like they were Bugatti Veyrons. Yeah. But when they were, like, a Clio hatchback. <laughs> And I'd I'd be like, can you, can you see the car that I see? And they're like, oh mate, look at this, what? And they'd go get them souped up, and they'd race them. And like, have you not noticed this car has not got the aerodynamic design intended for racing? Do you can, do you understand? (laughs) And maybe only I understand, Harry, because I've I've just got into Cambridge for engineering. And (laughs) but do you understand the kind of the kind of wake the turbulent drag wake left behind by a by a flat back what kind of drag do you think that is going to affect on your car quite a big one actually so you think this car's appropriate for racing 
Yeah, I, it, it, I, I could not understand it. It's, 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 it's a, like hundreds of different types of car that are all designed to travel under four miles a day to some shops and to a, a school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, it's and, for kids, kids in the, in the middle and dogs in the back. Yeah, and everyone's talking about One it as if dog. it's like different types of fucking Han Solo spacecraft. <laughs> as if there's a chance that maybe this time you could drive the Renault Clio through the Highlands like in that advert. <laughs> and it's like, well, I, I, no, you I, can't. I, what? I love a car advert that is for a car that is completely indistinguishable from any other car on the road. You know when it's like a fucking some fucking hatchback will drive around yeah. a, a, like a city street, and like a handsome mixed race guy will have his head turned yeah, yeah, and yeah. watch his car drive by and like nod and smile like whoa look at that how has that guy picked that car out of out of <laughs> a, a, a sea of identical cars it's exactly the same i couldn't identify that car if it was the car that killed someone in front of me <laughs> in a hit and run the fucking renault sp- spunk <laughs> <laughs> turn heads and yeah. come on their faces and and the, all the people in the ads are like wow Lord, what car is that the spunk and it's like it looks exactly like every other fucking piece of shit <laughs> Renault on, on the road every, it, it's they look like bars of soap and they drive around and every now and then in the advert they'll try and make it like okay so the car looks like every car but in this advert it's canary yellow and as it drives past things they kind of explode into color or something <laughs> Like a burst of flowers comes out of everyone's pants and whoa and like a guy drops a load of lemons and they all turn into lemon trees and they, whoa and they, and it's like a perfume advert they're trying to take a product that has no business being advertised and just zhuzh it up with meaningless uh special effects that's just reminded me of um the first time in my life where i realized companies could lie in adverts or the adverts were not literally true yeah it was an advert for mcdonald's and ronald mcdonald back before he was exiled for some unknown reason you haven't (laughs) seen ronald mcdonald for decades now but back when he's been cancelled yeah (laughs) yeah 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 they got him before he the 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 cancel crowd could get to him i don't know what what the company found on his hard drive but it's it's bad um, and and in this advert, he had this like hula hoop, and he'd pick up the hula hoop and like pull it down over himself, so he'd go through it. But as he pulled it over himself, he would disappear into the hula hoop as if it was a portal. So you know, it would come down over his body, and and his top half would would disappear into the hula hoop. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, and and it leaving the space like a clear space, <laughs> if you you know. And yeah. when I saw this advert, I was like holy shit <laughs> what <laughs> this is at mcdonald's they have these at mcdonald's and i i would i would every time we went to mcdonald's we didn't go much but when it, on the occasion we go to mcdonald's i would search i would fucking scour the place for one of these hula hoops and i'm like where is it i'll be going up to the guys behind the counter grab them by the cuff of the neck hey where where is it and I, 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 it infuriated me that I, I could never find these magic hoops. Um, and also that this technology existed and it was exclusive to McDonald's. <laughs> it made me so, so angry until eventually I sort of cottoned on that it was a fiction and that adverts <laughs> on TV for real products could have in them fictional elements. And so for the idea that you were sat there going, the quantum tube, it's been invented but by, by Ronald. Ronald's been funding science with his, with his burger money this whole time. <laughs> and he's just gleefully mocking the international community on this advert. Ooh. <laughs> Making himself disappear into the multiverse with a little tube. <laughs> maybe that's where he went that's where he went that's why we haven't seen Ronald McDonald for so long he's lost he's lost in the multiverse yeah yeah well you know he um, it's because he's one of the many many villains that Spider-Man had to fight 
you know. Uh, he's one of the um, Avengers' most terrible kids. So he's like Thanos. He's got a big, a big glove covered in jewels, big red glove, and it, he snaps it, and half of the world gets uh, obese. <laughs> yeah, he's got chick- chicken nuggets in the knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he snaps his fingers, and everyone gets like slowly gets really fat in the same way that they kind of melt away. And it's like uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man getting really fat, saying, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> as, he, as he's getting really obese. Um, it's funny, as a kid, we used to go, but they're lying on television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just have to sit here and take it? They can't, get, they can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel outrageous. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and my parents explaining to me that, like, um, I was reading some magazine and it had one of those, like, cardboard flyer things, like, jammed in the middle of a magazine, which was like, you you have won an amazing prize. Mm-hmm. Or like you could have won a million pounds mm. or you know, one of these things. Yeah. It was this whole thing. But it was very phrased as if like, you've pretty much done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those, yeah. And I just remember I saying like, to my parents, my but how is this allowed? Yeah, that you can say something like this and not mean it. And it, it's so believable at that age as well, because when you're a child, you have a sort of unique childhood it's kind of like an egotism because mm. your world is so small. You you make up such a large proportion of it. You, yeah. You, you it it is very believable that you would win a competition like this. Yeah, and and you uh, just sort of think like, well, they can't just say it though. Yeah, they can't just say it and not pay up. Yeah, and yeah. also you think to yourself like, well, if they put one of these in a ma- in a ma- in every magazine saying you've won then there would be millions of incredibly furious people because you assume that everyone's also angry that they're being lied to. Whereas in reality, what happens is no one pays any attention apart from a few pensioners who get scammed. Yeah. But you do, you sort of think like, but surely any company that does this would be faced with some sort of angry mob. That's the circle of life. You're born and you become a child and you are fooled by magazine scams. (laughs) And then you become an adult and then you're not fooled anymore. And then you become old and then you're fooled again. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Scams. Yeah, that's the circle of life. Yes, and now the trouble is that now the magazines are online and made of electricity, and it's it's a whole new level of fooling the pensioners. <laughs> Fool the pensioners. <laughs> Fool them. Fool the pensioner sounds like um, a sort of old card game. <laughs> you know, I, I remember going around to my, my grandma's for tea, Phil, and we'd have tea and shortbread and play... Gin rummy and fool the pensioner. <laughs> well, speaking of fooling pensioners, um, we should do a, a correspondent special. Yes. Um, um, and fool these pensioners, i.e. us, into thinking we're catching up on correspondence. <laughs> yes. Let's dive in to the enormous pile of logs that we have to chop. Let's do it. Yes. Hup. Okay, um quick little one here from Lewis. Lewis, you is my best friend. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so Lewis is basically he he says uh, praise redacted and and he's we well, he sent us some tat Phil let's let's be honest he sent us some tat um, let's cut to the tat he says the most of the tat he sees is stupid but bland and then he saw this enough said keep jacking it with all the gusto you can Lewis and uh, it's it's hanging on a piece of twine Phil <laughs> yeah as great. is tradition barnyard twat mm-hmm. tat it's a sort of rounded off square hanging from a piece of twine. Not sure, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll just say it because there's there's no way, real way of, of obscuring this through a guessing game. It just says brains are the new tits. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Brains are the new tits. Where are you going to hang that? Brains are the new tits. They're full of milk. Uh, yeah. And I have them. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, if you get them out in public, it causes a disturbance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe this hat's right, actually. Maybe it's okay in the end. I wonder if you can have a nipple on your brain. Ooh, squeeze out the thoughts. Yeah, maybe that could be like a nice metaphor for being like a teacher. Please, uh, suckle at my brain, teat. <laughs> <laughs> children, children. Now, Miss Navelli, we've been getting a lot of complaints from parents. Uh, apparently, you've been asking the children to suckle at your teat. Uh, uh, suckle at my brain, teat. I'm not, um, I'm not some sort of freak. <laughs> It'd be funny if they were like, the, the children's exam results are exemplary, but the, the parents hate your metaphors. <laughs> we're, we're only willing to let the metaphors slide because of the exam results, to be honest, and even then, just barely. <laughs> um, well, please just play with your reason, penises, and, and come to a reasonable consensus on this. <laughs> if you just let me tickle your forgiveness balls. <laughs> for even a moment for just a moment <laughs> um sean gets in touch sean when were you born yesterday <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i like that thank you uh he says hey pnp praise redacted but well earned uh i'm not a founding farter but i found your podcast this last month and i'm now fully caught up um, oh wow you, yeah. that's astonishing astonishing mm. work it always feels like people are admitting something to me that I should be like on health grounds advising them not to do but I'm glad that he's done it yeah mm. yeah it's very much like oh you shouldn't have drunk that all at once uh, so have someone you, you you trust stay with you for a bit yeah because it, it's something that we've made it feels like someone said god thank you for sending around that huge lasagna I ate it all in 10 minutes <laughs> She go, wow, thank you, but also, really? And oh no. But good, but uh oh. But as long as you're well, happy, you for, but watch out. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, Sean, for thank wolfing you, Sean. down our, our, our ear lasagna. <laughs> so Sean says uh, he, wants a, he, he wants a definition for tat. He, he says he was chatting with a friend, and he talked about how his, his friend talked about how his girlfriend put up a framed picture that said, it's one o'clock somewhere. And I replied, in kind, classic tat. <laughs> and he was confused as to my meaning. Classic tat. Classic tat. I hope he did double finger guns. <laughs> or like an Italian chef nice symbol. Yes. Chef's kiss. Classic, classic tat. tat. Um, <laughs> imagine framing its wine o'clock somewhere. Extraordinary, yeah. Imagine, imagine still finding novelty in that. Imagine seeing that and going, "What? Wow! What? Wine isn't a time, but it can be time for wine." <laughs> really tickled about it. Good lord. Um, and, and so his friend couldn't quite understand what yeah. what Sean meant by that. Yes, and I think from later context, Sean is based in America, so it might not be American. Oh, interesting. Slang. He said, "Can we get a definitive definition on tat to explain to the pod duds what we may what we mean?" Pod duds. Ooh. I like that. Sassy that old Sean. Very good. Yes. These yanks, uh, they do have the occasional way with words. We must <laughs> give them that. Um, pod duds. A definition for they tat. They have their Hemingways among them. A definition for tat. It's a hard one. Like, it's trying to de define irony. Trying to define tat. Yeah. Well, how would you define tat? tat? The lack of irony. Um, uh, uh, mm, tat, uh, maybe tat is a... Is it a sort of uniform attempt at uniqueness? Yes, that's nice. It's a it's a uniform attempt at uniqueness, and it I suppose it must take the form of sloganeering. Okay, yeah, yeah, nice. Yes, sloganeering is a very important part of it. Yeah, there, there's a cheek to it. There has to be an element of cheek. Yes, um, I would. Yeah, it's like it's like the but humor. an uncharming, but ultimately uncharming cheek. 
Yeah. It's an uncharming, uh, try hard cheekiness. This yes. Yes, yes, yes. And trying to sort of paint it's it's kitsch. It's 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 whimsical kitsch sort of mottos. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Whimsical kitsch, but ultimately cliched. It's gotta be cliched, yeah. And and it's it's because it's not always objects, I guess. It's on T-shirts and mugs as well. Not one, well, you know, like clothing, I mean. It's like clothing and objects, but signs. So ultimately, it comes yeah. down to the fact that it's words, right? So it's words on things. Yes, 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 yes. Un, uh, 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 um, but yeah, cheeky, unfunny slogans. I mean, like, I, I think if you just say, like a, like a sign saying, live, laugh, love. The yeah. Live, Laugh, Love is the the Iliad of Tat. It's Platonic Tat. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's the first Tat. <laughs> live, Laugh, Love. It's the one that started it all off. It's the, yeah. it's the, it's the Don Quixote of Tat. Live, yeah. Laugh, love. live, Laugh, Love is the Tat equivalent of that, that, um, that kind of like long, that kind of long monkey kind of holding a spear. <laughs> Yeah, it's the first of its kind. It's Lucy. It's the, the yes. it's uh, yes. yeah. The missing link. Um as a tangent, do you know why Lucy, the mix- missing link uh, skeleton primate lady was named Lucy? Uh I don't. In in the camp where the archaeologists were we were digging in the site on the radio when they discovered her was playing Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds. Really? By the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, that's nicer than I... I assumed it was just some thing like, I'll name it after my daughter or something. Or like, that's quite a good random No, one. that'll be shit. That'll be shit, Pierre. That would suck. I don't want to hear about someone's daughter. I want to hear about the Beatles. It'd be funny. It'd be funny if they called it Ringo. Ringo. Ringo the ape man. Well, of course, ape man is a song by the Kinks. Um, I think Ringo already has two sort of Neanderthalic an aesthetic that it for it would get confusing. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He does look a bit like um, the rest of the Beatles found him in a big ice cube. <laughs> he does. Taught him to play <laughs> drums in their band. <laughs> Caveman Beatle. Beetle caveman. Caveman beetle. Caveman beetle. Symbol bang bosh. Caveman beetle. Symbol bang. <laughs> Lucy Sky Diamond. Lucy Sky Diamond. Lucy Sky Diamond. Lucy Sky Diamond. Um, <laughs> I think that's as close as we're going to get to a definition, though whimsical uh, what was it though we, we we sort of the definition was about two minutes long whimsical unfunny slogans on objects i like it whimsical unfunny slogans yes good 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 i think that's 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 a that's a good working definition for now because it does have to be unfunny if it's funny it's not tat i think i agree with but that it's yes. very rare i can't i can't even think of anything that would qualify for that vanishingly small subcategory yeah, yeah, it would have to be pretty unique stuff, and then you would go, no, no, that's just a funny sign. Yeah, uh, no, no, credit where credits due. Yeah, that is a funny sign. Whoever's done that sign has nailed it. However, over time, enough reproductions of that sign will turn it to tat, like we'll nuclear decay. That's right. That's right. All all roads lead to tat. Yeah, I'm afraid. <laughs> The greatest art in the world can become tat through repetition. Yes, 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 yes. Little statues of David everywhere. Yeah. Um, but thank you for that uh, mental exercise. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and Sean says, I'd be remiss if I didn't share a scatological tale of my own making. Um, growing up in America in a hyper-basketball-focused town, 
Oh, America. I love that idea. A town that's obsessed with b-ball. Yeah, and like having to grow up and thinking like, God, nothing's worth anything in this town if it's not on the court. Does Sean live in a musical? (laughs) Did he grow up in a musical about basketball? Because it sounds a lot like it. Sean lives in a musical about basketball called Hoops. (laughs) Hoops exclamation mark. And then the caption underneath is something like, it's about knowing when to shoot and knowing when to boot. (laughs) (laughs) And knowing when to toot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Knowing when to shoot and knowing when to toot. Yes. It's hoops. 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 That's the opening number. Everyone on the basketball court. Hoops, 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 hoops. And they're hula hooping with nets on the bottom. Yes, lovely stuff. Another brilliant idea from BudPod, the Ideas Factory. Another platinum-coated idea popped out of the BudPod mind bum. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Sean growing up in a hyper-basketball-focused town, those goddamn jocks. Um, I went to watch the high school game with my father as a seven-year-old. Gosh, so... Young for a father? <laughs> <laughs> this is rural America, Phil. <laughs> grew up fast in those basketball prairies. <laughs> During the game, I felt a need to relieve myself in a moment of what I thought was going to manifest in standard flatulence that we all experience. Standard. Classic garden variety flatulence, yep. Mm-hmm. In a large crowd that blanketed my young self in anonymity, I let it squeak through. Oh no! Mm. To my chagrin, he I realized it, Pierre. He let it squeak through his hoop. Da, 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 his hoop. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't air. It's poop. Imagining a lot of brass, <laughs> a lot of trumpets, yeah. like very yes. sort of New Orleans carnival. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Um, <laughs> so he lets it sque- he lets it squeeze through. Here's hope. Um, <laughs> he says, "To my chagrin, we've had remiss and chagrin from Sean. I'm loving it." This is that 20th century great American novel shit, man. Yes. It's a grand tradition he's tapping into. Sean Scott Fitzgerald over here. Nice. Um, I realized my expectations of offensive air to the masses was immediately satiating my undergarments in a moistness that was not anticipated. Oh, no. Yeah, the telltale moist. I excused myself from my father's presence to use the restroom. Confident seven-year-old. Small town. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm getting from Father? This. Father, uh, forgiveness, but I must bloot. <laughs> Please, I, I'll return from the facilities uh, soon. Presently. But continue presently. Please do continue to enjoy the day's events. <laughs> what I found in my tighty whities was not dissimilar to salsa. Oh, Ooh. wow. Yeah. Wow, I've never in all my years of Bud Pod, in all the poop descriptions, have I heard salsa. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's stuff. maybe the worst. That's awful. There's something really off-putting about that because there's a lot packed into one word there. And he even says speckled with red and green pepper fragments. I mean, no. Don't give kids spicy food, I suppose, is the moral. Yeah, they don't have that intestinal Fortitude. Strength it, yeah, fortitude. Not like me with my man guts. 
<laughs> yeah, you do. You have not the stomach of a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Only a man can handle his tacos. <laughs> uh, he says, "Try as hard uh, as hard as I might, no effort, no amount of toilet paper to underwear could resolve this tragedy." Uh, I approached my father and said, "We must leave." <laughs> <laughs> a seven-year-old saying this is so funny. <laughs> Terrifying. We must leave. We must leave. <laughs> or grabbing him like Jason Bourne. We gotta go. <laughs> There's no time to explain. I approached my father and said, we must leave. He, re <laughs> he replied, the game's still going on. And I s could so see American. a change. So American. Yeah, the game's still going on. The big high school game. It's b-ball. Hoops. It's hoops. <laughs> Come on, Sean. It's hoops. This is a hoops town. You know that. <laughs> and I could see a change in his demeanor as the, as my soiled stench hit his nose. And he gave the affirmative <laughs> of, yes, we must leave. <laughs> I like that. We must leave. But the game's still going on. We Yes, we must leave. <laughs> uh. He ushered me through the nose-clenching crowd that was all too aware of my embarrassment and their nostril inconvenience. And while I was ashamed, I also realized that in that moment, for better or worse, I was a legend. Koji. Thank you, Sean. That's a great story. That must have been some pungent stuff for like for him, for everyone to smell it. Like, just... Yeah. Like, you know. For a mere boy. For a mere boy, but with the hoop of a man. <laughs> He has a man's hoop. Da, 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 da. What a hoop. <laughs> it, a, whole, a whole sort of like uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda style rap about how if you want to be a man, you got to get a hoop. You got to get a, a hoop like a man, like a whole coming of age song. <laughs> Issuing the challenge to the young main character. <laughs> get out of here, kid. This is for man hoops. They slap the salsa out of his hand. Um. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming this summer, the Broadway hit is finally a major motion picture. The smash hit musical, Hoops! Hoops, da 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 da, oh, hoops, da 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 da, playing hoops, da 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 da, oh, hoops. The smash hit musical about a basketball obsessed town and the loose, loose anuses of its inhabitants is finally being made into a Hollywood film. You can finally enjoy on the big screen all your favorite Hoops hit tunes. Like hoops, hoops, do 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 hoops, do 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 playing hoops, do 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 sitting on our hoops. The um, the rousing slap that backboard. Ooh, slap that backboard. You're so dirty, girl. Ooh, slap that backboard. You're changing my world. The beautiful ballad and sad song. I love the squeak of his trainers. I love the squeak of his trainers Squeaking and squelching on the basketball court It's like the squeak of my heart When I look at him I don't feel bored And good luck not dancing to shiny shorts Shiny shorts, we wear shiny shorts when we play basketball. We love our tiny shiny shorts. Hoops, get your tickets now. Starring Emma Stone and the late Laurence Olivier. Uh, 
quick little uh, sighting from Shona. Shona. We found Shona recently, right? I think it might be a different one. I can't remember. Well, more than one Shona. Mm. That's when you know you've made it. That's right. Uh, Spotted this when I was out for a hike near Crian Larich, which I assume is in Scotland somewhere. Yeah, it sounds like it. So this sign's quite something. Um, The sign says, Phil, it's one of those signs that's nailed to a post in the the countryside. Mm. And it says... um, it says, please poo responsibly, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a good message. Yeah. And on top of the sign. So please poo responsibly is in the middle. It forms a dividing line. Yeah. Okay. On the top of the sign is a, is a sort of stick figure man silhouette that we'd all recognize squatting over. Mm-hmm. And there's a, some cartoon poo emoji silhouette kind of shooting out of his bum. Yep. However, next to that, which we can all understand as a simplistic representation of a shitting human, Mm -hmm. is an incredibly detailed silhouette of a a happy and excited, interested dog. (laughs) You know when dogs go down on like their front paws like a, yes, fun time. Yeah. (laughs) The dog's doing that and its tail has wagging lines. And on the silhouette of the dog, they've given it a happy sticking out tongue and big cartoon eyes looking joyously at the poo. Like it's going to eat it? Yeah, that's the implication I'm getting is that this dog is is so ready to eat some human poo. And that seems to be why they're saying poo responsibly. I I don't... don't, So is... is the dog here meant to be like a catch-all representation of nature? And is, is it sort of nature approving of the stick man's responsible poo? I think, I think it is about dogs because I think it must just be one of those places where people let their dogs off the lead and then the dogs keep coming back having had an enormous poo lunch. What's a poo lunch? They're like eating their poo for lunch like a, from a human. Do they do that? Oh, yeah, they will, yeah. Jesus. Not, and not, you love these animals, do you? I know, but they make it, they make it very difficult sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> not all dogs will do this. Some breeds of dog are more civilized than others, but some will absolutely <laughs> put on a big bib with a poo emoji on and, and go to town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh. And then near the green tick underneath the, the please be responsibly is uh, a big circle labeled rock with stink lines coming from underneath. I think we can all figure out that means poo and then put a rock on it. Um, right, okay. Or a silhouette of digging a hole for some poo. So like do a little hole. So it really is about keeping it away from those insatiable dogs. It does seem to be that way, yes. Although, like... I know people. Well, I mean, we we know better than anyone from this podcast how how much people are caught are caught short. But I, I would I would just do my best. I would just do my best to not need an enormous dump before an enormous hike. But I suppose you can't always plan these things. I if I'm if I'm in need of a shit outdoors, I probably don't have time to dig a hole. <laughs> It would be like a in, entrenchment under fire. <laughs> <laughs> I could a dig straight. a hole, but it would, it would have to be after the shit, like I was hiding a body. Yeah. And, and then I'd have to like, I'd have to, I'd have to do this shit under the ground then dig a hole, find a spade, dig a hole, yeah. and then roll my shit up in an old rug. Yes. And yes, then yes. I'd throw the rug into the <laughs> hole. You mean, uh, and, and presumably you'd be doing all this uh, at night, lit only by the headlights of your own car. <laughs> yeah, and like a single sort of a lamp lantern that I've, I've la- laid down on the ground. Yes, like an yeah. old night watchman. That's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Surrounded yeah. by mist. Yeah, absolutely. As opposed to um, doing it before you need the shit, like the guy from Saving Private Ryan desperately trying to dig into the sand with his helmet. Yes. <laughs> Panicking and freaking out. Um, yeah. Gosh, yeah. I mean, I might tweet that sign if I remember to. If anyone cares enough to tweet about I want to see it, then I'll, I'll tweet it. But I think I've done a great job describing it. And it's 
I can't imagine what who printed it. I can't imagine a council approving it with a straight face, but maybe they did. It sounds like a custom job, I reckon. We've got a lone I sign think, yeah, maker. I think you have to, yeah, you have to request a sign like that. Yeah. Like a hard-bitten detective. We've got ourselves a rogue signer. <laughs> and uh, a quick little uh, little thing to contemplate here from a different Lewis. Another two... two what, sorry, what was the name of the last uh, correspondent? Well, the last one was Shona, there was a Lewis two before Shoners. That. Yeah, two Shonas, two Lewises. A lot of Lewises. Louis-I. Louis-I. Yeah, gone are the days of the many mats. We are now into the age mm. of the Lewis. There's got to be some sort of statistical explanation for enjoying this podcast and the names that we see so often. Um, but it is not for us to say. Uh, Lewis says, hi, PP, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he says, I have a fun horror story about how the Internet is turning our brains to mush that made me realize Ooh. how doomed we all are. I love this sort of thing. Mm. Yes. I visited home this weekend and got to spend time with my adorable seven-year-old nephew. Sweet. Mm. Did, did, did he say things like, we must cleave? <laughs> That's the kind of thing seven-year-olds are always saying, according to this podcast. <laughs> uh, he's sweet and funny, but loves nothing more than watching YouTube, imitating TikTok dancers, and playing Fortnite. Hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a kid of that's the kid of today pierre what can i say as such he has rambling story child brain uh yeah we all know that we all had mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. we all did it yeah um he has rambling story child brain but instead of telling me an anecdote that goes nowhere he describes tiktok videos to me <laughs> oh horrible <clears throat> frightening yeah and it gets weirder, man. Not only that, but when he's trying to tell jokes of his own, he tells them in the style of a forward-facing camera video. Ugh, what does that mean? Yeah, so he says he tells them in the style of a forward-facing camera video with setup shots, multiple characters, <gasps> and accompanying text annotations. Accompanying? How does he do accompanying text annotations? I guess he just stops and goes, and then underneath here it would say... Guess what happened? WTF or something, you know? And is he doing like hard cuts and zooms? Is he like pushing his face into into your face? It sounds like he is. So so the full thing he says is um, when he's trying to tell jokes of his own, he tells them in the style of a forward-facing camera video with setup shots, multiple characters, and accompanying text annotations, like an excruciating one-man play. <laughs> oh, no. How's he doing setup shots? Setup shots. I guess he's he's talking through it like a really energetic, uh, childish director, right? Pitching it to a producer. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Like so. First, you see a cat climbing down a well. Yeah. And then he'll play the cat. And he does that, and he goes, and then it zooms in on the eyes or whatever. And he's probably doing like just acting it all out, like some sort of maniac. Oh my lord! It's chilling stuff. Horrible. It would be funny if, um, like, if that's a normal thing for kids to do, but, like, as a kid who's, who's become like that, but his parents are, like, completely not online, sort of religious. Like, you'd think he was possessed by a demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of medieval Spanish peasants really mournfully taking this kid to a town priest. <laughs> we don't know what to do, season. Father. He keeps a flossing. <laughs> he won't stop flossing. He tell us to like and subscribe. <laughs> he keeps pointing down from his face to say, hit that like button. But there's no button. It's just his face. <laughs> he pointed down at the ground. I look, but there is no button. Please uh, help us. He is possessed. 
He will point at various spots in the air as if there are text bubbles <laughs> explaining explaining what he is doing and why he is doing it and why he's making that sort of perplexed cartoonish expression. <laughs> but there is no floating text. We have no idea what he is referring to. He says he is prompted to do things by a robot voice. But we don't hear him, the robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I've completely... So, so hang on. I'll just finish this. Lewis says, I very much hope he grows out of this fast, or I fear we will see future Gen Z open spots taking to the stage and opening with, so I was watching this video on the internet. Koji, Lewis. I mean, we're already there. I've seen, I've already, I've seen stand-up that's about... Yeah, Shit, people seem nonsense out there. Phil, I have to. I cannot believe I forgot this. So, mm. the the GF and I uh, uh, decided to take her parents to see the play that goes wrong. Wow! Yeah, ah, a man on the inside. I was on the inside. Uh, the play that goes wrong. So, uh, I saw it years and years ago before it became the massive, massive, massive success it is now. And it's still good. They've they've upgraded some of the slapstick because they're in a fancy theater now. Should should we explain what it is for someone who isn't? Ah yes. So it's a it's know. a play that is uh, um it's like a murder mystery play, like a classic Agatha Christie. I've, I'm gathering you all in the study, but it's a like deliberately bad. Like the acting is is bad, and like they break character, and the idea is that it's being put on by like a bad drama society of amateurs, mm -hmm. and it Just all goes wrong. It's meta. Yes. It's meta. It's matter is all hell. Um, Mark Zuckerberg wrote it, actually. <clears throat> he did. Yeah, he loves slapstick. Um, <laughs> Mark. He, um, he loves it. He loves tumbling and dancing and slapstick. And, Anything uh, meta, he'll make it. Yeah, and there's some very advanced slapstick in it. Good, good stuff. Advanced theatrical okay. slapstick. And, uh, but what happened was I was sat next to a couple that both spoke to each other in English, but they both sounded like very spanish so i don't know what that was about mm. and they were very drunk and really enjoying the play that goes wrong but enjoying it like henry the eighth would enjoy something like slapping the knee and eating a big turkey leg yeah so they were like really like lusciously eating nuts <laughs> like really like really eating them you know oh that's the worst for you as well yeah and then and they were like laughing that kind of almost angry laugh of ah like really laughing <laughs> like demons and then the weirdest thing was the woman was was just uh describing what was going on to herself in glee okay <laughs> <laughs> so so she would just be like to herself or kind of to the man she was with she would be like oh no the man he has forgotten his shoes <laughs> but like at that volume like, like a loud well, like enough for like how many like the a lot of people to hear, or just like the couple of the few people around her. I'd say within like a three meter radius, you're you're hearing it. Okay, that's pretty loud. Yeah. Yeah, like 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 a confident conversational volume, and just like saying what was going on, like oh, he has forgotten his lines. <laughs> and then whenever anyone did something very melodramatic, like bad acting, she would say to herself, "Oh wow." <laughs> <laughs> and then like I, a, a few yeah. times where they forgot the music and stuff like as part of the joke and she would be like come on <laughs> i wanted to turn and go so, what do you think you're yeah. watching but like say, saying so come on like she accepts the premise and is taking part uh, like she would take part in a pantomime yeah. Or is she actually expecting a professionally done play and is confused as to why people are forgetting their lines? Yeah, and and she was so engaged. It was she was so I mean they were both battered, but she was so just like taken in by the mistakes. It's like she was real uh oh, you know. Right? Yeah. Sort of go, oh, she has dropped the glass, like spilled the water. So loud, and like people did like a few times, and Asha had to come over and be like, "Please be, please be quiet." <laughs> I am the audience that goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was like she just couldn't believe that in the play that goes wrong, all this stuff was going wrong. 
<laughs> it was well, blowing her mind. You know. I remember when I, I saw Louis C.K. live years ago, before all you know, before all yeah. the drama, and um, and he was doing that bit that was like a famous the famous bit of his at the time uh, that was uh, what was it? Um, of course, but maybe you remember that bit? Yeah, yeah. Where he'd be like, of course, children with nut allergies should be protected. But maybe we let them all die and then there are no more nut allergies in the world. Yeah. And that was the premise of this bet. And he keeps starting it by going, of course, and then saying something morally obvious before yeah. pulling the rug away and saying, but maybe, you know. Um, and this couple sat in front of me. Well, they could not believe this premise. <laughs> the guy was like, no. No, whoa, what? So, so Lucy would go like, "Of course, kids with no allergies should be protected." And this guy would be like, "Right, yeah, but what, where is he going?" Like, and he was like articulating all these thoughts out loud, and 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 then Lucy could go, "But maybe we close our eyes and not allergies are gone." And this guy would be like, "What? You? Oh my! You can't say that! Oh my God! This guy's crazy!" <laughs> and then like it builds and builds and builds, and then like Lucy goes, "Of course, slavery was a terrible thing." And this guy just—he can't—he just explodes. He's like, no, he's—he's—he's he's, he's trolling us. He's—he's—and this guy starts saying out loud to his date and just to the general crowd around him he's going he's trolling us he's trolling oh us god so he's and just I yelling was, I, he's yelling to the audience this comedian is joking <laughs> yeah. this comedian is joking <laughs> that, was, that was exactly what he was doing that was exactly what he was doing some people are sick man <laughs> There's something. This comedian is joking. Oh my god! That's he's joking. Oh my god! This guy's kidding around. Oh my god! <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen a person like that in there real must, life before. There must like just an, be like, like a video game NPC. Yeah. Who's <laughs> yeah. shocked no matter how many times you you hit them with a sword in the game? Whoa. <laughs> There's mm. got to be like just a percentage of people who are just so sensitive to to watching something that they just react in this almost like perfect way that seems so unreal. Yeah. And I was thinking like what is your day-to-day life like how does everything exist like at a surface value? It like, must be is brilliant. Everything as it seems. Yeah, everything is as it seems. Is it everything turns out to be exactly as you expected? There are no surprises in your everyday life that you come and see a show like this and you cannot compute that a man is saying things like this. <laughs> <laughs> or just even like a meal deal. Free crisps. Like just freaking out. Uh, loving it. Loving life. God, well, uh, I hope you guys are loving life because now it's time for me and Phil to go into the private theater. Yes. Of the bonus part. The bonus part, yeah. You can, you. It's got a velvet rope in, rope in front of it, and all you need to be let through the velvet rope is to subscribe to the Patreon mm-hmm. for very reasonable prices. Very reasonable, considering that it's the private theater of the mind, theater of dreams. But thank you so much uh, for Thanks, the great guys. correspondence once again. Um, see you in the bonus pod. Bye. Woo-hoo.